Welcome to another edition of Sheffy's Sandbox. I'm your host, April Dawn Scheffler. This episode is going to be different. It's going to be fun. I did this last year for my birthday, and I enjoyed it so much that I decided to maybe do it every year for my birthday. But what it was is I found a solo return chart reader who was willing to have me share their reading with my podcast listeners and watchers, and I don't listen to it ahead of time. That's one of the ways I get to surprise or gift myself with this podcast and make it fun for me is just to have it as a surprise. So I record the intro, I will just add their file, and then I get to sit back and watch the rest of it right along with you. So I'm really excited. I checked back in with Spirit Sis, who did my Solar Return chart reading last year. And she has gone to a PDF platform or version for her readings. And that just kind of confirmed what I had wanted to do would be to maybe get someone different every year. Just again, so that you guys have a, an idea of different people's style and energy. Maybe you will want to order your own solar return reading. And it was really neat. As I had been approaching my birthday, I decided to go back and listen to the Spirit Sis solar return reading. And oh my gosh, I found myself wishing I had maybe listened a little bit more frequently because all of the encouragements that she was saying were things that I really needed I could have used. <laughs> and I think I did learn a lot of those lessons last year. And they were just confirmed, right? When I had my birthday last year, I had not yet been introduced to the Energy Tribe. Gabrielle Ginter, host of the My Leap of Faith podcast, she had a group of women who had listened to the podcast and were wanting that sense of community, they had all come together and I was not part of that yet. So I was in desperate, I felt desperate for friendship and connection. That really wasn't something that was true for me at that time of my birthday. And when I listened to Spirit Sis talk about how it was all about calling in community, part of me was like, I mean, I've been, I feel like I've been calling in community for a long time now. It's something that my heart aches for. I, I'm not quite sure that it's ever going to really materialize. I don't see how that could happen. But yeah, sure enough, not, I don't think it was even a month later that, yeah, it wasn't, it was maybe three weeks later that I had my first Zoom meeting with the Energy Tribe and got my first introduction to some really lovely people. And that has sparked some, I think, what are going to be lifelong friendships, some really deep soul connections. So I am so thankful for that. And then another big theme from Spirit Sis's reading was that it was going to be about boundaries, 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 boundaries. Okay, well, that also ended up becoming very true. At my birthday party, I had announced to the guests that were there that I was moving. I was going to be moving in with my father-in-law to help him. And shortly thereafter, I had 
an Akashic record reading with Lorena Espiga. And she, it was all about boundaries as well. So I'm like, wow, okay, I need to, there's something I'm not listening to. And it was just shown to me during that reading, wow, what if I'm doing this move to like sacrifice myself to do these things, to swoop in and be savior when actually no one needs or is asking me to do those things. <laughs> it was like, wow, how many other times have I done that in my life where I saw that there was a need for something and then I swooped in thinking I could do that. I can be the one to save the day and help. And I realized during that reading that even if I were to do that, it might not be received or even acknowledged or appreciated for what it was, at least at, at that time. So I did a 180 and people were expecting me to move because I had been so <laughs> sure about it and announced it to everyone at my birthday party. But yeah, I did a 180 and I was like, you know what? I am staying here. I'm staying in my home and I'm going to let my kiddo continue to do all of her extracurricular activities, stay at her school and, and all of those things until maybe such a time comes up where we really are needed at this other place. But in the meantime, I'm not going to swoop in and try to crucify myself when it might not even be energetically received or appreciated for what I thought I was doing. <laughs> so anyway, yes, I feel like those have been some huge things. Community, I called in some really great friends. Thank you, universe. And then also the whole bit about boundaries. I feel as though I don't have that perfected, but definitely further along than I was. So I am excited to listen along with you guys to see what the heck is in store for me for some 41. And let's see what happens between now and summer of next year. So maybe I'll actually listen to it more often than I did last year's reading to keep myself a little bit more on track maybe or focused or, okay, this is the lesson that I'm trying to extract from this and maybe have it land a little bit deeper, quicker, etc. <laughs> all the things. So I hope because it is my solar return reading that it's not terribly boring for you, but I just wanted to encourage you, if you are interested, reach out to any of the people who have done readings for me on the podcast before and ask them for your own. And if you would reach out to me and tell me anecdotes about how things that were not predicted, but that were showing up in your solar return reading, how that actually manifested. I would love to hear that. And if you would be willing to share that on the podcast, maybe we can have a whole solar return testimonial episode. Go to my website, aprilific.com, and there should be a little 
thing to click on in the upper right hand corner that says microphone or speak pipe click on that record your story and I would love to share that with everyone or if you want it just for my ears only I would still really enjoy listening to um, the synchronicities which I think are the language of love the universe's language of love absolutely so anyway Thank you so much for listening, and I hope we have another great trip around the sun together. And a special thanks to Fire Moon Transformations on YouTube for allowing me to share this reading with you all. Hi, April, and welcome to your solar return reading. Thank you so much for booking this with me. I'm really grateful, and I'm super excited to get into everything here. So the way that this reading is going to go is I will first take a look at your natal chart, so just your overall birth chart and I will give you a sort of quick overview of this just because it is way more helpful to have this as a sort of background before we get into the solar return. Then we will look at your actual solar, solar return and I will calculate this using two different methods, perfections as well as just the snapshot of the sky around your birthday this year or on your birthday this year. And then we will dig into some of these cards here which are just meant to further clarify and explain the energies that are showing up in the astrology. So. Without further ado, let's get started. So I'm sure you know a little bit about astrology already, as so many of us do these days. Um, so if you know anything, I'm sure you know about your sun sign, which is in Cancer. But in astrology, there are so many, so many elements besides just that. So there are thousands of uh, ways of looking at a chart and uh, they have changed over the centuries. They're different according to each culture. <clears throat> I'm going to use the methods that I'm most familiar with and uh, that I'm most intuitively guided uh, to use for your chart. So even down to the division of the houses. That's something that every astrologer must make a critical decision about. So I am just going to use one of the most obvious ones that I always um, tend to use, uh, which is Placidus. I always look at Koch as well as whole house uh, or whole sign divisions for the houses. <clears throat> and basically these different ways of calculating things tell us kind of the same thing, but just in different ways. But I find that for personal readings, Placidus is really good. And for stuff like predictions in the future, um, I do find, yes, whole sign house, uh, housing systems as well as Koch are uh, really good. But in any case, I won't go through all of the details and the mechanics, uh, but do let me know if you're interested. I love talking about uh, the actual stuff behind the astrology because it's very interesting and nothing is ever applied in a vacuum. So including, of course, your sun sign or any other element of your chart. So one thing that's really, really important in a chart and every single one which has remained, um, well, which many have believed uh, this to be the case for a long time since, you know, second century or so is the ascendant because it actually determines your immediate presence in the world. <clears throat> how you affect people firsthand, but also how you're affected by the world. It represents your coming into the world. You're coming into being basically into physical form. So it literally captures the snapshot of you coming into the world. That's why birth time is so important in your chart. And it also determines what every single house in your chart is going to be ruled by, what sign it's in, and also where the planets fall, which is also a really important thing. So for example, Cancer Sun is not just a Cancer Sun, but you have yours in the eighth house, which we'll talk about in just a second. So overall, uh, your chart uh, places a lot of emphasis 
on the southern hemisphere as well as the third and fourth quadrant so this tells me that you are someone who is very invested in relationships and in um, finding a way to relate to the world around you in a very significant way um, not just personally but also when it comes to your legacy and when it comes to the way that um, you <coughs> impact the world so you want to um, make a lasting change in the world around you and you want to um, you want to connect with your community or communities in a way that's very um, soul-based and that is just simply deep and powerful so um, this could go in very many different ways uh, but that's just a sort of general overview of where your charts emphasis is and let me just double check here <clears throat> you do have i have like three different versions of your chart uh laid out here so i just have to move them around so you do have also a bucket shape so um you are very very goal oriented and extremely determined and many aspects of your chart um already talk about that like the fact that you have a lot of emphasis on cardinal as well as fixed energy actually you have mostly fixed and then second um most um, important modality for you is the cardinal so seven fixed six cardinal so this makes you someone who is very capable of standing your ground also of creating change of being a leader of just being very very goal oriented and um, you are once you set your mind to something you're not going to give up very easily and you're not afraid of working hard in fact that is one thing that really stands out about you even though you have a way that's perhaps unconventional or quick moving and you don't want to stay on one task too long it's not because you don't have resilience it's because you want to get stuff done really quickly so you can uh, look at the big picture and uh, find the way that everything connects to that you know question of like what is most significant what am i creating that actually impacts the world that uh, creates hopefully positive change and that makes uh, the world a better place or at the very least that leaves some sort of mark on the world um, <clears throat> so you are um, in this bucket shape your focus is going to be the moon and your moon is in Taurus which is beautiful because it's an exalted placement so basically what this means is that your moon just is very comfortable there so Taurus moons tend to be incredibly uh, talented at working with materials and working with what they have available around them so they're going to turn whatever resources they have they're going to sort of multiply them they're going to create more abundance out of that and they're also going to be able to establish really firm foundations with what exists around them um, your Chiron, and this is where I'm going to start jumping around a little bit, which is the asteroid um, that's called the Wounded Healer, is also in Taurus though, and that indicates basically sort of the point in your life or in your soul's journey that you feel the most kind of, yeah, I mean, not just wounded, but potentially triggered by. Um, and that's also in Taurus, which basically the one sentence summary of that is that you have some sort of belief deep down, some sort of limiting belief that you can't create abundance or that you can't have everything that you need. This might also indicate some sort of experience with poverty or with just not having enough that then you approach either through overcompensating for it later on or by continuing on to hold on to that belief that you don't have enough. But again, your Taurus, your moon is in Taurus, which is one of the most um, powerful placements that indicates uh, just really good luck with resources, with materials. And you're never going to actually be lacking in what you need to create this change that you want to make. You're always going to have that available to you. So it's just a matter of maintaining a mentality that's not self-defeating. 
So the moon in the seventh house um, as this focus point of your bold pattern, which you know makes you pretty determined and very, uh, yeah, just very capable of knowing what you should be striving towards in this life is going to be in the seventh house. So that's a further reason why I think that this chart for you represents a really big emphasis on relationships. So there are many different types of relationships, of course, but and um, I always use astrology cards for the solar returns. And it's actually pretty crazy that almost every single time I use these cards, uh, the cards that come out are the ones that represent the things in the chart that I already think are the most important. So it's great to have the seventh house represented here in the um, cards at the very middle. So this says profound relationships, intimacy, and romantic partnerships. These are the cards for your solar return. Still talking about your birth chart, but in general, this year is going to be very significant for you in the way that it brings up the themes that are some of the most important themes in your chart overall. So um, I usually give this as a sort of disclaimer at the beginning, but um, sort of blind chart readings are a little bit tricky because, um, you know, you don't know anything about uh, the person you're reading for, anything about their culture, anything about um, quite sort of their belief systems and like their relationship status, things of this sort, um, you know, uh, the sort of difficulties that they've experienced in life, what kind of points you shouldn't talk about as much. So I try to be as... Um, you know, critical in my analysis as possible in a way that's empathetic and that doesn't hit on anything that's too um, difficult. Um, and also just, you know, if I were doing this and asking you what you're trying to look for this year, um, it would be more easy in a way, but there's still some themes that nevertheless come up that can't be ignored. So yes, relationships is a big one for you this year. Um, and the seventh house is not just um, the house of romantic connections, but just basically of any significant impactful connection that you're going to have in this lifetime, whether that is with other types of partners like business partners or creative partners or even co-workers. Of course, family could be involved, siblings could be involved, but usually it is some sort of contractual connection. So that's why marriage and business are the ones that are most associated with the seventh house. So in any case, having, let me just look, yeah, having, um, did I say that your moon was in the seventh house? Because I uh, lied about that. It's in the sixth house, but your Chiron is in the seventh house. So this whole theme about abundance that we've already kind of talked about um, relates in some sort of way to relationships. Like the way I'm seeing it in your chart is that sometimes you might feel that um, like you have to steer clear of connections that are not aligned to your ambitions, your goals, and your sole purpose because they're sort of draining you. They're disempowering you. They're not, um, whatever doesn't align to that incredible determination that you have is gonna go because it's less important for you. So um, at the same time, this might um, indicate that you could potentially attract people who want to um, rely on you for uh, some sort of um, stable foundation or for income even. Um, as well as for your generosity in general. Um, but um, there is a way to, of course, balance all of these things. Um, and that is, I think, through your, um, through, well, putting up really clear boundaries. So now we can talk about your ascendant a little bit, which is in Scorpio. So yes, you have a lot of air in your chart, so five elements, but you still have most of your uh, planets in water signs or 
rather they're going to be in water. Um, so Scorpio ascendant to an already cancer sun in the eighth house. So the eighth house in at least one system of astrology, but several, I think is associated with Scorpio. So I don't always use, um, sign to house equations, but in this case, I think it's important because your ascendant is also Scorpio. So the eighth house is one of the most, uh, elusive houses of astrology. It's one of the most hidden, the water houses four, eight, and 12 are considered the darkest because water and earth are dark elements as you know wa uh, fire and air are going to be uh, light elements so um the anything that's going to be in a water house is going to be a little bit mysterious a little bit mystical a little bit elusive so cancer sun is cardinal water so despite being um incredibly having a deep capacity for emotional um just capability in general and for resilience and for just yeah just depth of feeling and sentiment which is one of the things you might hear about cancers um you know then pop astrology they're kind of known as the crybabies i rebel against that i myself am a cancer son i do not associate with that anyway uh but you are very empathetic already as a cancer son and in the eighth house that makes you um, understand not just individuals but also like the karma that they all carry and the reason why they are acting a certain way or saying something so it makes you incredibly empathic and just you're capable of understanding where everyone is coming from um, to a point that is almost psychic so Scorpio ascendant Cancer Sun in the eighth house your Mercury there with you in the eighth house any Mercury placement in a water house and yours is going to be in retrograde which makes you despite being in its um, rulership in, in Gemini, which makes you a very powerful communicator, um, but hold on with me for just a second because it makes you very good with words, actually. Um, you're very smart. You're capable of learning about anything, understanding anything. But at the same time, Mercury is retrograde in your chart, which means that you approach learning, you approach expression, communication, you uh, work with words in a way that's a little bit uh, either eccentric or just idiosyncratic idiosyncratic sorry it's it's very unique to you and your own style so you might find yourself actually that you can't find the right words a lot of the time um, but once you sort of reflect on an idea or a topic or what you're trying to communicate or who you're trying to talk to once you sort of like absorb the energy of that moment or that conversation or that relationship or that idea like inwardly in this sort of psychic kind of way then you can be as as clear and as um, powerful in your communication style as possible, even more so than those people who don't have um, Mercury retrograde in their chart, who just have a direct placement. Um, so with that said, you also could quite literally be into something that's pretty mystical or at the very least like spiritual in some sort of way. You could be a lot of things in your chart signify this, including your North Node in the ninth house and Venus hanging out there as well. Mercury in the eighth with the sun, um, and Jupiter and Saturn together in the 11th signify some sort of potential for a career in leading others um, like spiritually or um, in a way where you have some sort of position of power in a higher institution whether of like spirituality learning or even politics um, so in any case um, the other thing that could be the case with that eighth house sun and mercury and mars that is that you are just very psychically tuned very talented very intuitive you could even be an astrologer people who have the um, sun in the eighth house they tend to go for career paths that are a little bit more mystical 
or for things, and this is where the other sort of meaning of the eighth house comes in, <clears throat> which is all about shared resources, other people's money, taxes. Um, it's sort of, I colloquially refer to it as the sex, death, and taxes house. <laughs> um, it's also a little bit associated with transformation and things that are hidden and potentially destabilizing in your life so that you learn a higher purpose. So yes, eighth house sons have, they feel like they have a very heavy kind of purpose or just task in this lifetime and might sometimes be faced with lots of trials or at the very least be surrounded by some sort of significant element at some point in your in their life that changes either their value system or the way that they relate to the world so um yeah the other thing besides just being potentially attuned to mystical energies and careers is that you are uh, very good actually at working with finances this is further underscored by that you know taurus moon and chiron as well and with um this, this also brings up the idea of what you get from relationships. So on one side, whoever doesn't align to your purpose and to the significant um, kind of task that you feel you have been um, given in this lifetime is going to go and you're not going to be engaging in those connections and those relationships. But at the same time, I can also see a lot of potential for like deep, powerful, basically like power couple connections and relationships. So it would be really possible and very nice and healing and fulfilling for you to um, create something like with your partner, like with your life partner, for example, like a business or some sort of, or just anything um, to collaborate with them in some sort of way. Um, because the eighth house also shares like the stuff that results from the seventh house, from contractual relationships and their resources. It's like, you know, things that result from marriage or from other contracts. So the eighth house in that sense is also a very karmic house because it talks about um, at the highest level, um, your karmic lineage and all of the stuff that comes from that. So eighth house sons might sometimes feel like they have to carry a really um, heavy burden um, in connection with their family or with their lineage or there's some sort of thing that you're meant to transmute at the higher level um, at your higher self's level basically in this lifetime to learn how to um, rewrite that story of your literally your family your ancestry something like that or to and to sometimes end um, some sort of cycle some sort of karmic cycle that's depleting or that's unnecessarily heavy in order to create some new legacy and to establish some sort of new foundation um, of values and of realities too and your mars is there so that means that you're very attuned to this and you can you can tell basically on a psychic level that you have some sort of purpose that relates to this in your life and sometimes you're not exactly sure how to express what you f you feel you must do in this lifetime but it feels significant somehow i keep coming back to that and um, jupiter and saturn together in the same sign of libra in the 11th house so whenever i see a conjunction between saturn and jupiter these are the planets of um so well saturn is the planet of restriction of karma and we've been talking a lot about karma already it's about limitations, it's um, about balance, it's about res positive restrictions, healthy restrictions, putting up boundaries, and that's what we kind of talked about before. So um, keeping up, especially because I was going to mention your Scorpio ascendant makes you very absorptive of people's energies. Anyone who has important Scorpio placements um, is going to be a really good observer, but at the same time, they're always going to be somehow like taking on the energy of those around them because 
um, they have a task to transmute that energy. Like any big Scorpio placement is going to be transmuting something, basically absorbing some sort of energy and then transforming it into something else in this life, whether that is people's emotions. So being a healer, being a psychic, being some sort of like therapist, something like that, or working towards the betterment of the world that's coming up once again is something very indicated for you. But knowing how to put up boundaries is also very uh, important. Um, and going back to that conjunction between Saturn and Jupiter, so Saturn as that planet of boundaries, and then Jupiter as the opposite energy of expansion, of growth, of exploration, of learning about things beyond your immediate confines and home, uh, home basically, and so on and so forth. It's the planet of spirituality. It rules Sag and Pisces. So it's about wholeness, the big picture, things of this sort, which you're also very interested in. And you're not um, very keen on working towards things that don't add up to that big picture in your life, whether it's for someone else or for yourself. Um, but in any case, them together in the same sign means that's actually really good because um, they're working together to sort of keep you very balanced. So it's like cautious optimism is a, a kind of phrase that comes up. Um, as well as just knowing how much it takes to accomplish something. Like if you have a dream or a goal, you know that you're not just going to daydream about it. You're not just going to have some sort of skewed idea of how much work is required. You're, you're going to be very, um, you're going to understand very deeply just how much it's going to take to accomplish that because if Jupiter, for example, was like let to roam free and it was, you know, exalted and going all over the place and going crazy, it might be, it might have some sort of heightened or um, untrue um, idea about its capabilities, but Saturn always keeps you grounded, keeps you very rooted and being exalted in Libra for you, that keeps your Jupiter in check. So it doesn't mean that you don't dream or you don't allow yourself to dream, although that could be the case sometimes because you're very realistic, but you're also capable of knowing what dreams are feasible in that very moment or what's necessary to for you to do in order to be able to accomplish the things you want so going back to the scorpio ascendant now you have uranus in the first house which um, any of the outer planets are going to be mostly generational so they're not going to impact your personality that significantly but because it is in the first house of immediate presence like what type of energy you send out into the world um, like literally right next to you like how you impact people directly when you're in the world. Um, this is a destabilizing force, but and combined with the Scorpio energy, basically this makes you some sort of like karmic mirror to people. You trigger people so that they heal. You act as a sort of mirror of truth for the energy that they're sending out. So you absorb energy, but then you also send it back out so that people know what they're coming across as so that they can change that and see themselves better basically so that's why you would really make a really good therapist i think or anyone who someone who helps people in any sort of way because you're not just able to um help heal people but you're able to give them like the tools they need in order to um, succeed at what they're trying to do or to know how to also sustain their own like healthy uh, connection um to themselves and to like have basically tools that they can use forever in order to help sustain themselves whether emotionally or in other ways as well so now i can talk a little bit last thing here because we're going to go into your solar return i'm not going to do a full birth chart reading kind of the beyond the scope of this reading and actually for one second let me just turn on the light in the room it's getting kind of dark so the nodes are not 
planets, but they are mathematical points on the axis of the sun. So they're the points where the moon crosses that axis and they signify your purpose in this life. So the axis of your purpose. And I say axis because the north is always going to be in the sign opposite of the south as well as the house that's opposite of the south. So Scorpio ascendants, most of them, unless you have intercepted houses, have 10th house in Leo, which means that um, you could be famous for what you're doing for your job. The 10th house is about legacy. It's about um, not just your immediate presence in the world, like your ascendant, but how people put labels on you and how your legacy literally unfolds, which is a very important topic for you. So being in Leo, that's Leo is ruled by the sun. So um, having literally sunlight in your 10th house, which is already the most visible, just heightens that further. So it makes you very, yeah, um, you can definitely be very well known for something. And again, like very impactful presence in the world. Um, and to go with that, your North Node is also in Leo. So um, the South Node represents the point that um, is most like associate or, well, how do I put this? Okay, so it's what you come into this world with as your sort of comfort zone. So it's an inherent talent, it's an inherent sort of point of comfort, it's your comfort zone to some degree, but it's also just all the skills that you've mastered in a previous life, if you believe in that sort of thing, or just in the astral plane or whatever, but it's just the kind of energy that you excel at sort of automatically in the world that's you, that you're really good at. And that being an Aquarius, that just brings up more of that theme of being an activist, being a humanitarian of some sort being geared towards helping others, um, also being into politics once again indicated. Um, and um, this means that you're very good at doing all of that and it comes naturally to you, but what you should do is embrace more of the North Node, which is going to be opposite and the sign of Leo. So if Aquarius is collectives and communities, and we know that that's important to you, Leo is the individual. It's about your, um, and I love that, for your purpose this year. The card pride came up which i really associate with leon and it says i love myself and i see myself in everyone and i think that's a really good um i think summary of the north node in leo which basically means that it is your purpose to be known for who you are not just for what you do but for your your own actual energy for what is whatever is most native about your being your personality just um the beauty of you uh, not just what you create so being close to venus in the ninth house so north node in the um, ninth house could have something to do with spirituality or with higher learning so you could be a teacher of some kind as well um, you could also be a performer or an artist because venus is there very close by in cancer which makes you someone who's very idealistic very romantic or very uh, but not in a sort of fuzzy or cute way but um, you just have, first of all, you have a really good heart. Um, we've already established a very empathetic, so many things in this chart that indicate that, but also extremely strong and resilient and capable within that empathy and compassion. But also just, yeah, Venus and Cancer could be um, very good with, um, like very creative in general in many different ways, but conjunct the North Node. That means that, yeah, you're, you're meant to be seen literally for your own beauty as well, not just for what you do for others. Basically, that's the kind of summary of that. Okay, so that's kind of your birth chart in um, quick summary or not so quick because it's already 26 minutes in. Um, 
So now let's talk about your solar return. So the first way to calculate this is you look at the house that's being activated that year based on the perfection calculation. So starting with your first year on this earth, your first house is going to be activated and then each subsequent house is going to come up as the one that's like of greater emphasis that year. So right now you're in a sixth house perfection, which means that um, so your sixth house is in Aries, which means that basically your ruling planet or your teacher this year, your sort of astrological teacher is going to be Mars, which rules Aries. And again, I love that this happened because Mars came up here in the cards. So move forward and defend self. And there are a lot of cards. Mars is the planet of action, of work, of um, impulses and desires as well to some degree, some associated with sexuality as well. Although for me, it's a little bit more general than that. Like that would be more the combination of Venus, Mars and Moon. But um, it's all about the your own experience uh, of forward movement in this life and how you create change, how you make things happen, basically. So having a Mars year means that you're going to be feeling more determined than usual. You're going to be feeling sort of pressured as well, potentially to create what you think you should. And it might feel sometimes that you are behind or that you didn't accomplish something that you wanted and you're sort of rushing to get it done. Or there's some sort of change happening in your life that feels a little bit destabilizing and you're trying to keep it together a little bit. Um, also, another thing about Mars is it is the smaller um, or the lesser malefic. Saturn is the malefic, which means, you know, kind of like not negative energy, but, you know, we talked about that restriction. So Mars is kind of like the mini version of that, although very different energies. It's volatile, it's fiery, it's it wants to get things done, it wants to have its way. So on one level, you feel that you must do something for yourself this year that you have to focus a little bit more on what you want and uh, on you know your own desires and what makes you feel nurtured and taken care of and um, what makes you feel safe to some degree um, but at the same time there you there's a lot of pressure around you right now and when I was flipping the cards and I don't know if I should mention this now but I will I guess because I started saying it um, a lot of these cards came up like flipped somehow and they kept like spinning around a little bit so for some reason i got this kind of psychic message uh or just image of like um a mirror image that's not true i don't know why that's coming up some sort of reflection that uh, brings you a kind of um message that's a little bit enigmatic or mysterious it's almost like things around you seem like to be spinning uh, or to be changing in a way that's um, like opposite of what you want but then the next day it feels like your path is aligned but then at the same time it feels like it's moving in the completely wrong direction so something here about yeah um, unclear mirrors and um, reflection in general like you might be reflecting on some choice whether to move forward in some sort of way a lot on that we got the six of swords uh, twice and the seven of swords I mean the seven of wands sorry and this talks about moving on in a different direction um, but yeah about that mirror I don't know I didn't explain that really clearly um, I do have a mercury in cancer so sometimes I'm weird with my words but anyway so Mars being ruled by Mars um, yeah you might feel forced or basically pushed by some sort of energy around you whether that's people around you um, the circumstances that are unfolding in this potentially kind of unclear or um, confusing way around you or your own sort of 
like inner voice that is nagging at you you must do this you must create this change you must make something happen now like it's it's a very insistent energy that i'm getting for some reason and like mars ears can unfold in many different ways but for you that's what i'm getting and we can talk about the cards just because it makes sense so mars came up with literally it says defend yourself and it's crazy we got the seven of wands which is all about defending yourself so in the writer way tarot you see a person with a big stick uh, hitting someone or fighting people with six smaller sticks right so that's literally the energy of defense of delineating boundaries so one thing that could be coming up for you is being forced to put up clearer boundaries this year in relationships in general but also even with your close connections and you might feel like yeah this is what i'm feeling like you want to be no like you want to establish your ground somehow um like you want to do something that is significant to you and you want to be respected for it you want to be known you want to it's almost like you feel like you have to justify yourself constantly this year um or that you have to like translate the worth of what you're doing like to explain to others um why you're doing something like even like if someone is like attacking your like um expertise or your credentials or something like that like you feel like you must um yeah, speak up and um defend yourself against any like unfair or untrue accusations or yeah something is coming up here about competition as well and um people wanting to either steal your spotlight or basically like do that thing that people could potentially do with you which is to kind of yeah like right in the boat with you the boat of your success even though they haven't contributed anything towards that or they haven't actually supported you or helped you out uh, with the six of swords this is about moving on and it came out twice once with the mars energy this thing of self-defense and feeling pressured to do something to move forward in a different way and with the seventh seventh house which we already talked about which is that of relationships and to really further clarify that we got one of the most obvious seventh house kind of cards which is the two of cups which actually is represented by venus in cancer which you natively have so that's really a nice sort of synchronicity there but moving on from connections relationships that are depleting to you that where people are mooching off of you energetically financially in any other way even where they're maybe trying to steal your ideas because six of swords is about intellectual activity and energy so people who are not honest with you as well um who are not carrying their weight and feeling and sensing just will kind of have to go and you i feel like you're struggling with releasing people because again you're very empathetic and you're also very you want like when i met when i said like you're romantic you you don't want people to not get along like you want to be on good terms with those you care about or that you have cared about in the past that's also very cancerian trait is not wanting to let go of even the connections that are the heaviest the most difficult because of those moments and those times when you did share something that was beautiful and loving and significant so this might be bringing up some sort of moving away from a connection it's nothing that you don't already know so don't worry about it if you're not already contemplating this like even potentially like like a divorce or something or like rewriting a contract more likely whether that is like romantic partnership or business or any sort of other significant partnership um, especially because we got look at this it's so crazy like the astrology um, is just further explained by the cards conjunction a union merging and coming together so that's what we talked about before where you have a literal conjunction in your chart between saturn and jupiter so maybe that's also very important 
in the 11th house and the 11th house is also that of friends so that might this all that i'm talking about here could also refer to a friendship so uh, moving away from connections that maybe you've invested a lot in but who are not able to come with you basically who are not able to join you in the new stage of your life purpose life journey um, in your own expansion and your own spiritual growth so um, but at the same time there is this deep potential and i saw this in your actual solar return chart so now we're still talking about the perfection way of calculating the chart um, I saw this in your return chart where there's a deep possibility, very highly likely possibility that you're going to run into someone who's just a very significant connection for you. And we get the emperor. So this could be a masculine presence. This could be like a life partner. Um, this could be literally like someone you get to marry if you're not already married or if you are, this could also indicate a strengthening of that bond because it says union, merging and coming together. So of course you take everything as it resonates, I hope that but I feel like, yeah, there's one connection that's deepening for you or you're coming into this connection. You're coming into being with this person and it's going to be so beautiful and fulfilling. And this is the card of wishes fulfilled of not believing that this is it's too good to be true. But it is true because we got the emperor, which is major arcana, very significant, um, impossible to ignore. It's not like you're just creating this in your mind. Um, so there's one connection that you're that is coming together for you in a very beautiful, fulfilling way, but potentially like maybe this has to come in after you've eliminated some other connections that are depleting to you or that are not aligned with you. So what I'm really sensing is that this significant soul, like soulmate connection and soulmates can be, they don't have to be romantic. They can be anything is going to come to you once you choose to walk away or not to walk away, just to move and to shift even in this new direction. That's basically taking you on the next step of your journey and once you do that this significant connection is going to show up in a way that's so amazing and fulfilling and exciting so this could be literally any kind of connection i mean we could clarify this but we'll see what the solar return chart says more of so um now with the sixth house and um well, a lot of things I feel like I should just, I wish I could just like synthesize everything in one sentence because it all connects here. But with the sixth house, this says establishing a foundation, health, daily life and practical details. So remember your sixth house is important too because your moon is hanging out there. So uh, there's some sort of reorientation or replanning when it comes to your resources. So you could literally like reinvest your money somehow or recalculate like your resources or change jobs um you might take a step back on something because two of wands is a card of planning and it's in reverse you might take a step back on some path that you had um basically decided on taking this is something slightly smaller but it does affect everything else it's connected to everything else here so this yeah this could have something to do with jobs or with health basically um, making a choice in order to prioritize your health like maybe switching jobs or um, locations um, like maybe you know not commuting to a job or choosing a new one not to do that in for the sake of your health because you also have four of swords and the sixth house is already that of health but with the four of swords which is a card of um, resting and healing and basically like kind of mending your heart in this deck it's about it, you know comes obviously after the three of swords which is a pretty intense card of like heartbreak and um disappointment not saying that that's necessarily the case this is already the stage way past that so there's something here that requires healing you need a lot more time for reflection especially because in a mars year you're going to be feeling so pushed around 
so pressured to create change, to make things happen, to be productive, to assert yourself, to basically make a name for yourself, make an impact, again, more of that energy. So um, all of this is happening because at the higher level, um, there is deep transformation happening for you right now. So we got fixed and then we got death, which is represents Scorpio in your chart. So um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that your actual chart signature is Scorpio. So you have mostly water and mostly fixed. So that water that is fixed is Scorpio. So that makes you very, yeah, you know, you have a lot of the traits that are associated with Scorpio. So if you know a little bit about that, you know, if you've always been told that you're just a cancer again, that is not how charts uh, work. Um, so lots of deep scorpionic energy and we've already talked about how you're a healer, a transmitter of energy, things of this sort. So that's kind of Scorpio. Another thing that could be coming up with that is conceptions of sexuality and of the taboo and of things that are just, again, mysterious, hidden, occult potentially, because your Mars is in the eighth house there together. So that's, this could be brought up as well this year. So you might be literally getting into something, some new activity that draws upon these energies like either even tarot or something like that or um magic even uh things of this sort like exploring the unknown in a way that can help you figure yourself out better or to understand yourself at a deeper level because we do have also the nine of swords so you might be feeling a little bit anxious or confused about this new direction you're going in um or just again might feel like you have so many responsibilities things pointed at you like there's a lot of pressure on your shoulders this might again have to do with this eighth house of like legacy um karma ancestry things of this sort so some of these themes could be coming up um, to be solved this year or to be further reflected upon so at the highest sort of soul level there's deep yes transformation happening this year and with the hierophant i forgot to mention here that's also what made me think of um like contractual um relationships and like redrawing contracts this is a card that's associated with um, institutions of higher spirituality or like religion things of this sort but also just like marriage is a, a really big association with this card but at the higher level this is about your spiritual journey your spiritual path so who can go with you up this like spiritual ladder basically who can you take with you and who can you sustain in this like boat with you like you know not everyone can come in the boat's gonna topple over so what are you gonna um, how are you gonna approach this complex sort of development in your life so the card that um yeah and at the, well i'll talk about that in just a second but the card that represents sort of your before we get into the solar return chart itself that represents this theme of your year even though we've already seen a lot here is this one blue bells so i'm gonna read from the guidebooks if i could find them and there are two guidebooks i'm just gonna shuffle them without looking at them and pick the one that feels right Okay, so it's this one. So I picked the Dusk Guidebook of this Seed and Sickle deck. So 17, that might be an important number for you. Um, but also it adds up to eight, the eighth house of your sun. And I feel like, yes, this year is very eighth house-like, which just means a big emphasis on transformation. So, okay, so it says, In Finland, bluebells were created by a fairy to help a group of mice, the flowers ringing their bells whenever a particularly hungry cat came near. You're a naturally independent person, and we already got that from your chart, or perhaps you've gone to lengths to make people think you're independent, but this can give the appearance that you don't need anyone at all. Now is a good time to ask for help if you need it. You may find someone is willing to go above and beyond to aid your situation. Okay, so yeah, I definitely got that sense of like you trying to do so much like so many burdens are just on your shoulders and 
um, maybe, yeah, maybe that is part of the solution is to actually literally ask for assistance, for help, um, to ask someone to just take some of that load off. Um, and in this process of like re-understanding yourself, reorienting yourself in your own purpose, um, you might find that you are a little bit like enclosed or self-defensive about this process like that's coming up again right um and like maybe you are being a little bit like i don't want to say like harsh necessarily because you're not sure exactly of what's happening um so you might feel like you have to keep this aspect of your life private but at the same time it impacts every other area of your life so um yeah of course some people are not going to understand what you're going through so be you know discerning about that but some might actually surprise you and you can talk to some people about this maybe more than you think you can so okay let's see now let's look at the return chart and then we'll go into the remaining cards that signify purpose here so also i forgot to mention with yin here at the bottom of the astrology deck intuition trust patience spirituality and receptivity so this already brings up more of the same themes but again i really want to emphasize like with every mars year it's important to get enough sleep it's important to have to set aside that time for reflection not like doom casting but rather actual reflection so if you find that you know you are working constantly and then the moments that you have free or just spent worrying about things then try to carve out time for yourself where you have enough space like spaciousness is important this year so that you don't feel like you're constantly like in a tunnel moving forward so that you know in those free moments you're not just worrying or having anxiety but actually are able to really truly rest so and hanging out with friends might be really healing and really nice but again you know whether things are changing for you in that department or not i'm sure there's hopefully at least like a couple of friends who can really be healing like nice lovely peaceful presences for you at this time so let's get the return chart and i wrote down some things here as well so okay yeah things that further um emphasize you potentially coming into some sort of new significant connection related to your soul purpose so i forgot to did i mention let me just see that i mentioned everything i wanted in your chart yeah also another theme with your specifically Venus and Gemini in the eighth house is um, freedom in sexuality potentially or playfulness, things of the sort. So, and being yourself in that area and being yourself, even if it's not in that specific area, like being yourself free and like uh, untethered in your expression of energy and ideas as well, because Gemini is always intellectual with those who are around you so that you don't feel judged for your own particular um just ideas and um investments and like for example like if you know you are interested in things that are occult or spiritually different or something like that or just in spirituality in general which is so emphasized for you uh then it's important to find people who are not who are who can be around you who don't judge you for that or who don't misunderstand you for that so in any case eighth house in your solar return which has your north node or not your north node but the transiting north node um, conjunct Uranus which is like probably the most significant um, transit of the year so this is going to be happening most potently from July 22nd to August 17th is when we will have a triple conjunction in this um, sky basically between the north node in Taurus um, 
which actually squares your own north node in Leo. So that's a point of pressure there. So this is maybe one reason, another, yeah, another reason why you might be asking yourself, like, what change you need to make in your life that aligns you even more closely to your purpose or to your legacy or both. Um, so yeah, the North Node in Taurus, Uranus in Taurus and Mars in Taurus is going to be a big one. And basically this signifies like huge potential for creating new things that are impactful, which is what you're interested in and what your own particular astrology is already sort of forcing you to do. Competitiveness might also be coming up around this time. Um, also like creating things for the sake of being known or noticed in a way that's potentially harmful to yourself or to others. I'm not saying you're doing this, but this is like a general theme that's unfolding right now. Creating things that are very loud and very like destabilizing in a positive or also negative way just to make that impact, but also just chance happenings in a, again, positive or negative way. But this, I think, for you, this um, would be something that you've been waiting for. So if there is that connection that you've been trying to manifest, maybe. Oh, because also Nine of Cups, it's about manifesting, manifestation or attempting to do that with something or someone or some sort of some type of connection. This is highly possible for you, especially this summer, but throughout the whole year, because your solar return chart is like the imprint, the blueprint for how your year is going to unfold. Um, so this is just in addition to the calculation that we did where Mars is your like astrological teacher this year. So basically like um, it's about not just striving and trying so hard to create this change single-handedly, but basically like opening up yourself to the universe, trusting that it's, you know, benefic forces are working towards your good so that you actually receive like the sea and energy here. The things that you need, whether it's the connections that you need, the partnerships that you would need to complete a project, the sort of collaborative energies or resources that you would need in order to make that happen so that you don't feel so strained and like you're like, you know, you're doing a thousand things at the same time and you're like an octopus, like <laughs> taking on every single role that you that, you know, maybe it would take an entire team to create something and you're trying to do it by yourself. So allowing yourself to receive this thing that wants to come your way. And I think this is mostly indicated literally in love, business, and um, potentially career. Um, but just in general, like some connection is going to come into your life this year. And we also have career purpose this year besides pride here, which is, you know, I love myself and I see myself in everyone. So maybe you're going to finally meet someone who mirrors your energy in a way that you've never felt before in any of these indicated areas. And this is fortune's wheel, luck and right timing. And when this card also came up, like kind of it was spinning around on the table, which, you know, makes me think of like a compass, like you're not sure exactly where the direction is. Sometimes it feels like you're being spun around, like in that hall of mirrors, maybe, and you're not sure whether the direction is this or that way. So sometimes it might feel like things are going in the wrong direction with Uranus. It could feel that way. And oh, yes, you also have Uranus in your first house. So that's even more significant. This would be literally impacting you at the personal level, at the soul level, at the physical level. Also watch out for any, be extra careful with like accidents um, to prevent like any potential like accidents, like of like stubbing your toe, things of this sort. This entire transit indicates that this um, this summer, and because you have Uranus in the first house, which, you know, first house is a body of your own self. This could mean like, like literally getting hurt if you're not paying attention. So I don't want to like make you feel scared or anything, but just pay attention 
to your surroundings. Um, anyway, so if you'll hear any astrologer talk about this transit in a similar way as like an accident-prone time, so not a good time to like get surgery, things of this sort, this summer, be, you know, before like August 17th, even wait a little bit longer if you can, but in any case, um, this is not a medical astrology reading. Let me know if you're interested in that. Okay, anyway, so fortune's wheel, yeah, luck and right timing. So the main message with this card and the way that it came up in the context of the reading is, yeah, don't set, if, if ever things feel unclear or if it feels like you're taking steps back or something, and I have a feeling that if that is happening is because you still have some things to heal because we have this card at the bottom of the deck, fools embrace transmuting pain. And we talked about transmuting energies. Maybe it's time to do this for yourself because maybe you've done it for a lot of a lot of other people, but it's time to do this for yourself to finish any unfinished emotional business that you have so that you can move on in this new clear direction without feeling any sort of disappointment or regret, like basically dealing with those kinds of feelings. And I do feel a heavy kind of um, energy in my heart chakra. So it's definitely something to do with an emotional pain of the past that is coming up now again for some reason. So. Um, if at any point it feels like you're sort of moving backwards in your process of healing, know that that is totally normal and that even, you know, when you think you've dealt with something completely, like thoroughly cleansed that aspect, if it comes up again, it's probably for a reason so that you understand something even higher and deeper about it. And you would be very good at understanding the higher, the bigger picture of that. So um, it's not coming up to torture you. And it's not coming up to put any wrenches in your plans or to delay this journey. So there are really no delays on this journey. It's all leading you in the right direction is mainly the message here with this card. Okay, so yeah, deep potential for partnership. Your Mars uh, or Mars, transiting Mars in Aries, so in its rulership, very nice, is also in the seventh house. So that further indicates um, this person being a masculine presence. Uh, and being like, or this could be someone, someone in your life who is already of this energy, who like there are themes coming up with this. So yeah, let me know if you want any um, insight on a relationship that's very significant to you right now. I do have synastry readings in my shop. I also can do, of course, love readings with just tarot, but it's always interesting to look at the astrology between you and someone with whom you have a really significant connection. Um, so anyway, at the bottom of the deck here, this other one that indicates purpose, I pulled like from four decks that indicate um, your purpose in this year. We have peace. So I am being of love and I release all negative energy. So basically like either transforming your relationships to go with you in this new direction um, so that they don't cause, they don't bring any drama in your life that's unwarranted or basically moving away from those people who are not you know, who are causing you like basically to fe to have feelings of like your soul not being at rest for some reason. That's what I want to feel with this card here. Okay, so last part of the reading. Actually, I want to see if is there anything else in the actual sort of solar return chart that is significant? Hmm, yeah, um, there might be a necessity to put like your business on hold or something about your job that came up before, right? As well, um, something about your job or changing your job or things to do with practical matters and security in order so that you can devote yourself more deeply to this spiritual thing that you are um, focusing on right now. Because the South Node signifies what we're getting away from 
and that for you falls in the second house and what we're trying to go towards is the eighth house so that's where you're trying to you're being directed literally to your point that is the most important in your chart which is the eighth house and where wherever your sun hangs out is where you are most comfortable in in this life or where you tend to be where you're your son, which represents the ego and the mind and what you're striving towards, wants you to be so that you can accomplish your purpose. So you are literally being directed, sometimes forcefully, sometimes via your own intuition, to be in, to getting to the place that you need to be in this life that fulfills your highest purpose. And Saturn is in the fifth house for you. That's an important one because it's going to be squaring a lot of this energy. Uh, is That means sometimes you might feel like you can't have as much fun as you want. Um, or some sort of restriction like not being able to be around young people or young children or some sort of delay like if you're trying to maybe conceive or something like that there might be some sort of delay with that because um, that's the house of children and Saturn limits things in Aquarius it's gonna have to yeah you're gonna feel like you have just so much responsibility on your shoulders and that might take away from your opportunities to simply have fun or like you know to hang out with friends in this way but you can make that choice to set that time um, aside for yourself so you can do that okay so I think that's mostly it about the solar return chart and now I can pull some final cards for any other advice that wants to come up so let's oh and we do have this one here that I forgot to read so let's get into that with this overall message here so it says no rain today 37 comfort positive view of life energy shine in this card, we see the sun banishing a crying cloud. Oh, how nice. There will be no rain today. The sun gives warmth and comfort. Her rays grant life and strength. They chase away grief and loss. Or dark days, turn your face towards the sun and let the shadows fall behind you. Or on dark days, rather. Slip on your dancing shoes, if only for a moment, and let the energy move through your body. Surround yourself with positive, happy people to foster an environment where you can shine. Yeah, so that's, I think, a really useful message here especially at these times that are so eighth house oriented in life it's probably the most important to have like lots of we're just a lot of light-hearted people or positive energy around us so that we don't feel like everything is that like there's so much at stake and like everything is heavy and difficult and harsh yeah so sometimes literally when you're in the throes of the most significant spiritual kind of work in your life it's that's probably the most the time when you need the most like comfort and um, nourishment around you and as I say that we got the full moon in Taurus detoxify which you have the moon in Taurus which signifies that you're very capable of nurturing others again we talked a lot about your moon but you also really need to feel comfortable in your environment yourself you want to be a nice around nice things like luxurious things things that smell nice um, you like eating really good food maybe doing some sort of like like i don't know redrawing up your diet so that you're eating just wholer food more whole foods um more nourishing foods also and then we got the moon and capricorn leave the past behind wow we already got that that's the present oh and more earth energy and then that's for the future step up and lead so new moon and capricorn and at the bottom we have full moon and leo go wild so a lot of this prideful like i mean in a positive intelligent sort of way leo energy about 
embracing your true energy and leaving behind anyone who doesn't understand it, who is keen on misunderstanding it, or who doesn't want you to be able to do that. Also, the full moon um, Leo season might be very significant for you. Already we talked about the Uranus transit happening there. Um, this last Capricorn full moon, early July, like the, when was it? The 16th? No, 13th? Gosh, I forgot already. It's like, it's been wiped from my memory. Goodbye. Um, might have also been significant for you. And Scorpio season might also be significant because that's when the full moon in Taurus is going to be around like around, I think it's like the 22nd or something like that, but I would double check that. So yeah, like audacity, boldness, and having enough courage to move in this new direction, to be this leader that you want to be, to be this person who is seen for their true self, for their true purpose, which aligns to their work, which aligns to their legacy, and aligns to the way that they communicate with and share energy with others. And, you know, also a weird message, not doing any of this, not embracing and allowing this feeling of like being pressured into change or into like tunnel vision for movement because of some sort of desire for like revenge or for showing others who have hurt you in the past like what they're missing things of this sort not good just direct that energy fully into what makes you happy what really aligns with your passions because you've already won when you do that so literally just leave those things that are unsolvable those things or connections or situations that still hurt you even when you think about them after you've thought you healed that situation those people do not deserve you if they weren't also able to step up to the table and meet you halfway in that process of uh, healing or of making amends or things like that if they still haven't done it after all this time and you're still the one who is worrying about it or having anxiety or feeling sad about it they're just literally at this point not worth it and i know it's easier said than done it's cancer sun i understand but this is about creating things that are powerful and impactful that literally stem from your soul's passion not from any other ulterior motive or desire for like overcompensation or sublimation so leave those negative things behind so let's see if there's anything else what is your most significant tool this year like energetic tool wow okay that one <laughs> surrender okay so we already sort of saw that so whenever anything still feels like you're trying to work through a thousand um kinks or like complications or things that are just confusing elements about it if you still can't solve it or don't understand or don't know what the answer is just try to like let it go like even release it um do some sort of like journaling sometimes is really nice um like write to your spirit guides or to your angels or to whatever you feel most connected to say like i surrender this to you i trust that you have my best interest in mind and i trust you to take care of this for me heal this for me help me figure this out because i've tried my very best and i as someone you know with your capability for doing what you want or creating what you need or you with your amount of determination once you've tried your best like you know you've tried your best so if you can no longer solve it then appeal to help and wow i say this um and i got this card so star mother how can you mother yourself mm -hmm. this is absolutely so important for 
Cancer Sun in the eighth house, Scorpio Ascendant, Taurus Moon. Like that is so significant. How can you turn this nurturing, comforting energy towards yourself this year? This is important. And trust your path. If you knew uh, you would be supported, what would you do? So literally, this is just feel, trust that you are, your guides have your best interest in mind, that they know what you're going through, that they're supporting you. And if you were just so sure of that, and if you could just give them the remaining issues that you still have that you feel you can't take care of yourself like what would you actually do if you had that guarantee so let's get a couple of extra final messages here and then some mini cards too because those are always cute actually before we do these there's a deck that Oh my gosh, if I can get it. Okay. This is a sort of like soul prompt or um, just prompt for reflection or like if you want to think of it as like shadow work or anything like that or just journaling or any sort of thing that could help you work through some of these things that came up in the reading. What is something useful for you to reflect on or to do wow okay that one definitely <laughs> okay how can i be more flexible right now what are you trying to control yep maybe it's time to let go surrender right uh, let love move through you today and trust that the outcome will be for your highest good and today's soul action remind yourself all day long that you are safe that life is happening for you and that you are not alone then do some yoga wow what a perfect sort of message exactly what was being said here and yes, movement, that also came up with the sixth house, like healthy uh, movement, healthy food, things that could sustain you as you are going through such deep self-reflection and reorientation in life overall. So now let's get these, no, it's way too many, at least just a couple. Oh my gosh, no, <laughs> just two cards. Jeez. Or maybe one card, I think that would be nothing. Okay, we got a couple. Okay, they're like decks piled in very dangerous ways around me right now. So, oh, this one keeps coming up lately for me. I don't know why. To make a prairie takes a clover and one bee, one clover and a bee, and reverie. The reverie alone will do if bees are few. So cute. Emily Dickinson poem here and then nature always wears the colors of the spirit um, so oh and beautiful cardinals this might be a nice sign for you that might might be coming up sometimes like as a sort of synchronicity Let's see if there's anything else here and yeah clever so yeah um, basically this process is not going to be one that is fixed or solved overnight so it's going to take a while so again if they're if it feels like they're the, like you're taking steps forward and then moving backwards uh, trust that it's all coming together as it needs to and in the right timing so yeah i'm reaching for these decks wow what chaos is around me right now <laughs> with these thousands of decks okay so anything else that wants to come up for you this year from these fresh cookie cards any other area of life that's indicated okay so 
um, care required. Guard yourself against deception and be careful of making foolish mistakes at this time. So just, I think that just basically talks about the creating better boundaries and removing yourself from depleting relationships or situations. And I think I forgot to mention with the Scorpio South node, it's always about, um, knowing what things are like parasitic or toxic and removing those out of your life so health well an excellent time to start an exercise program or diet many new friendships are on the horizon sometimes these messages are mixed but yeah health like literally at the soul level and at the physical level so what um things are depleting you or are parasitic to you right now basically and removing those and one final message here Okay, that one. Wisteria longevity. Plan for and take the dedicated path. So I think that's what you're doing. That's what you're trying to do. That's what this year is about. And that's what you're going to be working towards now. So yeah, that's what I see for you in this reading. Let me know if you have any questions. I really love looking into everything here for you. And I wish you the best of luck and energies and positivity um, this year. And take care of yourself. Make sure that you give yourself enough rest. It's always important with the Mars year, and I hope you have a wonderful year ahead. Thank you so much. Bye.